it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Bunani woman, it's baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. At first, I was afraid, I was petrified, kept thinking, why is this dickhead coughing and sneezing by my side? I spent oh so many nights taking supplements for my health, and I grew strong. And now you're coughing and that's just wrong, now you see me, I won't act brand new. I just need to see hand sanitizer you should have with you. You barely change your socks and you pick your nose with your keys I can't believe this is the passenger who is standing next to me Go on now, go Go find a sink Just grab some soap now Your germs are stronger than you think Weren't you the one who said washing legs is a waste of time? Now you're crusty And bare tears are in your eyes Oh no, not I I will survive Oh, as long as I know how to wash my hands I'll stay alive Cause I've got all my life to live And I've got all my straws to give <laughs> I have to stop there Because I can't really think of anymore um, Yeah <laughs> In this time of Koro Koro That was inspired uh, obviously, that's Gloria Gaynor. I will survive going way beyond our noughties, like 90s noughties um, songs. But it's only because I saw that video of her just using up, using up bare water, like bare water. The water's running and she's making this video. And I was like, this was a moment. This was a moment where you could have come through with a remix. But you know what? This is what Kelechi's here for. Kelechi will come through with the remix. Yep. And that's what we now have. So uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, Suck Your Mum. I'm Kalechi, baby girl Okafor, and I'm here in this place ready to do the ting. And, you know, I feel like I sound brighter than maybe I feel um, yeah, I definitely think that that's a thing because I, the collective energy is so bleh, and I understand why that it is that way. I definitely get it. I just feel this desire, the strong urge to rise above it and and work through it because we can't stay in this space. You know, the space is not conducive to our evolution. It's not conducive to our health so like quite literally and figuratively so I put up a video of me chilling with my mum the other day over the weekend and obviously I'm singing a song and then you know the way that um, Nigerian mums just love to jump up in a ting and she takes over the song she's got a really pretty singing voice but I'm like fam I was singing like it was my song and now you're here with your own song on top of it 
So yeah, just to lighten up the mood, man. And I loved how many people put laughing emojis and they put this really cheered me up because that's all I really wanted. Like just to bring some good vibes up in a place. I'm not team good vibes only. You already know that about me. Like, fuck that. But I definitely believe in balancing out, you know, the energy is the Libra sun in me, you know, wanting to balance out that energy because for us to stay there, it's not helpful. It's not, it's not really good for us. And, and there's a lot of fear mongering going on and I just don't want to be a part of it. So yeah, I do feel the weight of all of that that's happening, but I'm definitely happy to be here, happy to be serving you all with this podcast. And it took me a while to realize that as much as, you know, I love this and this is for me, it's also for the collective. So, and, uh, you know, I obviously understand as well how many people say that this podcast has really changed their life or like helped them to be more of themselves, the kind of selves that they want to be. And that means the world to me. I'm going to fight though. I'm (laughs) typical. Now I'm going to fight though about the categorization of this podcast because like, I'm funny, like, Man's funny out here, isn't it? And I shied away from like putting it in comedy or putting it in like pop culture or current affairs and things like that. But I was speaking to somebody the other day, actually, Chunde, um, they call me Tunes, is his name. And he's like an industry pro, Nigel Babe, but he's an industry pro. And we met up and he was just saying to me, like, don't have it, don't have it, because a lot of these um you know, these platforms and stuff, they're not used to the work that you kind of produce. They're not used to the content that you make. So there isn't a really a category for it currently. So you've got to force your way into the other categories and let people know that you're out here. Like you don't have to go and put yourself in fucking personal journals because the other categories don't make sense. Fuck that. Go and put yourself in the category that you deserve to be in all of them. And if they don't like it, they don't like it. Yeah. You might not show up therefore in the rankings in the way that you deserve, but you're not showing up in the rankings the way you deserve right now. So go and put yourself in the actual category that you should be in. So I'm going to sit down and actually figure out what category this podcast should actually be in. Cause I just put it in personal journals and whatever the fuck else, because I looked at all the other things and I was like, well, it's not really that. And it's not really that. And I think I spoke with someone at Spotify and I was saying that it's a bit fucked, like that there isn't a category for the kind of thing that I'm doing. And they were like, ha ha ha. Yeah, that's so true. Soz. Um, and that annoyed me, but it is what it is. You know, we move, we continue to move. That is all that we can do. I keep whacking this fucking thing, but talking about podcast, but, but, but until I learn how to use my fucking soundboard. Um, Big things are and obviously, if you haven't realised, I am the host of the official Noughts and Crosses podcast for the Noughts and Crosses TV series. Uh, my first guest uh, on the podcast is Mallory Blackman, and then I interview Masali Badusa, who plays Sefi, and I also interview Jack Rowan, who plays Callum. If you haven't read Noughts and Crosses, obviously go and read Noughts and Crosses. Like, fam, it's been out for years, like two decades at this point. Uh, and it was just brilliant to be asked, you know, it was brilliant to be approached and for me to be offered that um, opportunity to do that. I, I'm really glad that I was asked to do it. So it's the Obsessed With 
series it's called obsessed with so you've got like obsessed with killing eve you've got obsessed with peaky blinders and this is obsessed with noughts and crosses uh and yeah and i'm the host of it and it's it's been sick so though i think there are four episodes in total and yeah it's it's been a great great time doing something like that i've learned a lot from it like there are things that i would definitely change for next time um personal things in terms of like the things that happen in the background not things that you would notice from listening to it but things that will change in the background but i've really really enjoyed doing that and i am really out here you know doing bits doing bobs and just we thank the most high so if you haven't listened to the podcast, go check it out. They're not more than like, I don't know, like 30 minutes long. So I'll add a link for you to go and check it out on either Spotify or wherever the hell that you listen to your podcast. But it's on BBC Sounds, like it's BBC Sounds who uh, sponsored it and, and commissioned it. So yeah, I'm really pleased that I'm able to do these things. So if you're self-contained at the moment, if you're self-quarantined and then man, you've got extra content to listen to. Yeah. And that's pretty much that. I'm going to jump into the tarot because I've got to make the most of the time that Lev is out and about. He's not out wandering the streets by himself like he's, his dad's taking him out. So they're doing their bits together. So, yeah, tarot, I just said during this time that everybody is feeling so fearful, so down. Um, what's really what is the advice from the spirit guides? And the first card that came out is the chariot uh I'm using the Kaleido Dope deck by Crystal Banner. And yeah, so the first card that came out is the Chariot. Uh, and it's depicted as a red Ferrari in this. But I guess the message is really like, everything that's happening right now is a forward motion taking us to another stage of where we need to be in terms of humanity. Like a lot of things are being shown to us right now, almost like a portal is open that's showing us right now ourselves, like it's reflecting us back to ourselves in the sense that you man think that you're moving a particular way. Like you think you're so advanced. You think you're so this, you think you're so that. Just have this virus then, let this virus be around and let that virus show you how you behave as humans how you hoard and how you do the maddest selfish things and also how your government that you keep voting in do not fucking respect you like these the government that you keep voting in you're voting from a place of hatred look at how you're now being served or not being served as it as it were like you're not being served you're being taken for pricks and this is why like if we show you if we as the collective energies that watch over you show you like boom this is what's happening right now what are you going to do about it what are you going to do about it so that's why the chariot is the first card that's come out because it's like no nah, this is happening for a reason it's happening for the evolution hopefully of the collective but many people will keep like feeding their very base desires and what you can the only thing that you can really feed your base self your ego self is fear you know fear and the sense of like um you know material wealth or um, you know that comes across in the sense of like hoarding and that's from a place of fear as well so ultimately you're working from a place of fear and that's not where we should be so uh, we're being shown this in the hopes that we can see that actually raw as a species we are actually mad and we're moving mad um in a massive way 
the first, the next card that comes out is the eight of coins because we've been shown that. So hopefully we go back to the drawing board and look at how we can build something better, how we can mobilize and work as a community and work at our individual projects in a way that isn't susceptible to the way that the larger, the larger collective, the, the, you know, the collective at large, how they're moving, that we can do something slightly different or very different. In fact, not even slightly different, but very different on an individual level, looking at our careers, looking at our life paths and seeing how, yeah, basically seeing how this pandemic is showing, making us reevaluate where we are in life. And is this really what we want to be doing with our lives? Is this how, is this the kind of world that we want to be in? And how do we go about changing it and making it something better for ourselves? And the next card is the nine of cups, because ultimately when we start doing that, we move closer to the thing that will fulfill us. We'll move closer to the reason that we're actually here, the thing that will make our heart come alive. So, you know, well, it's consecutive. We've gone from eight of coins to nine of cups. It's it's a it's a progression. We're being shown all of this. So individually, we make that progression. We move closer to the thing that makes us whole. Because this is the nine of cups and it's not the ten of cups. We're moving closer to the thing, ever closer to the thing that makes us whole. And it's that and it's a joyful journey. But we can only do that by seeing all of the areas that aren't working and seeing all the areas that aren't serving us that's what we need to be considering and really looking at the you know the people that we've put in charge like well some of you lot I didn't put them in charge you lot put them in charge and that's not necessarily all of us that listen to this podcast because I can't imagine that people listen to this podcast and still going to, to go and do the ballots and they move mad but the country at large like these are the people that you put in power. You very much so with your chest, with all of the vim, wanted these people to be here to, to govern you. And now you see that they can't govern you and they don't really give a shit about you. Like Boris fully went on and gave this press conference and he basically said, yo, but not going to lie, not going to lie. It's a sticky one still. Barrow, your family members are going to die. I'm really sorry to say, I'm just coming to you as a prime minister, you know, coming to you as a prime minister and just letting you know that it is what it is until it isn't. Okay. And I laughed because I said like, yeah, definitely this is the fool that you lot voted in. He was a shit mayor and now he's a shit prime minister, but this is the, the racist fucker that you lot went and chose to govern you because you keep operating from that base level of fear and ignorance. And this is now why you have what you have. And he's like, look, I'm not even going to help you. You sort it out yourself. Basically telling you, keep a step upper lip and keep it moving. Fuck that. Fuck that. I'm not, I'm not working with that kind of energy. And for that reason is why you've got the eight of coins, which is like, okay, we have to think about how we're redistributing all of our, um, our, material all of our wealth you know whether that is the wealth of the country or whatever or our individual wealth in terms of our lives our energies all of that we have to think about how we're redistributing it because right now the way that it's going it's not going in a direction that even serves us as individuals let alone the community and the last card is the star card so we start with a major arcana card in the form of the chariot and we finish with the star card which is is actually nearing the end of the tarot deck and the star card is coming after the tower card so basically all of this destruction all of this that we're seeing 
is to show us ourselves, is to show us as a collective, like as a global community, like boom, this is how you lot are moving as humans and it's mad, right? The star card is there as a symbol of hope that the spirit guides are hoping and they've got this everlasting faith in us and our humanity that we can evolve to be better than this. We can evolve to choosing better for ourselves than what we are currently choosing. That like, there has to be an answer to this. And we are actually the answer. Love is actually the answer. Love of self, love of our communities and love of those who we deem as other. That is the way that we move through this because love is the transformative force in everything that's happening. Like where there is love, there can be no fear. And currently, because people are working from the place of fear, there can therefore be no love. So that is what we're being asked to do. Like the star card has come to show us how we, you know, how we basically have to also respect the earth. Because in the traditional deck, you see the figure scooping water and also pouring water. So pouring water into the ground, but also scooping water from this body of water in front of them. Just showing how we have to remember the reciprocity of how nature works you have to give to be able to take and what we're currently doing is just take take taking and not giving enough and that's also with giving to each other so it was very particular for me you know when I pulled cards for myself I just went out and was just donating to anyone that I saw or donating to causes that I saw online that um I I felt called to because I I wanted to balance out my individual um, energies and what I'm doing and what I'm taking. And it really, really mattered for me to do that. And the the general thing is, I mean, events have been cancelled for me. And as a business owner, as a freelancer, like I've been self-employed for, I've been self-employed for about, I would say six years, seven, yeah, to say that without having any other like employment on the side, I've been self-employed for about, yeah, five years, five years, nothing else on the side, just, just hustling the way that I've been hustling, having the studio and all of that. I'd say about five years, but before that I've been self-employed for years before that, but having like my little part-time jobs as well here and there, it's tough, you know, it's tough because then events are cancelled that you're booked for. So you plan that when you look at your income and everything or projected income for the year, for the month, you have these things there. Uh, and then suddenly it's like, oh, that's not happening. That's not happening. And you automatically want to go into a place of, oh, well, that means that I'm not spending on this and I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that. Something told me to go and do the opposite. Obviously not go wild, but instead of going into that place of I'm not giving anymore, I went to the place of, no, I will give where I can. And I just went about and just gave little bits and I just implore us all to think about that. Like only what you can give, like just a little here, doesn't have to be a lot, just a little here, um, here and there, just to rebalance those energies is um, important. So from the Marcella Kroll deck, I pulled number 10 home and I also pulled number 29, which is the full moon. Number 10 home, it says here, you are being guided to come back home to who you truly are. Woo, that is a word. Drawing this card can signal a change in your physical home or a sense of where you belong. Pulling this card is also symbolic that where uh, wherever or whatever your current situation is, trust that this moment is in alignment with your higher self. You have not lost your way. You are in fact right on time and on track meditate on this symbol to access your higher power when having to make important decisions you can always orient yourself north to the morning star imagine that because we pulled the star card wow 
and be assured that you will make the decision that is in alignment with your highest good. That is a word. That is definitely, definitely a word. And it's literally what I've just been saying. Like, this is what we're being asked to do, to like really look at where we call home. Home is earth, nature. How are we treating it? Are we giving back as much as we're taking from it? Um, Our communities, are we giving back as much as we're taking from our communities? That sort of thing. Like we have to consider that this is humanity and are we happy? Are we, this is this is how we are as humans, but we're not really exercising the breadth and depth of our humanity. And that's what we're being, you know, called to do. So that card, card is a fucking word. And then I've got here the full moon card, which is number 29. And number 29 full moon says, a ceremony, culmination or completion of a cycle in time. There is magic here. The full moon has the power to magnify your dreams. It can also take away anything not in alignment with them. Be open to the magic and the wonders of all things. Meditate or perform a ritual on the full moon to draw more of her powerful feminine receptive energy into your life projects and rituals. And that's perfect as well. A completion of a cycle in time. That is what we're doing. We're completing a cycle in time as humans, as um, a species that is why I feel like this is why uh, that is why this energy is here at the moment to kind of show us basically grade us you know that is what I feel like it's a grading ceremony we're being graded to show us like look at what's happening look at how you lot are behaving is this how you want to spend the next fucking 2000 years do you want to continue like this wow 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 you know that's there's a lot happening. And I think in personal lives as well, you'll find that you're having a moment in time that almost feels magical. That's why I refer to portals. There's a loop in time. There's something that's happening in time for us collectively. That's asking us to like, look at where we are and basically consider how long have you been like alive so far? Do you want to live the next number of years with the same energy that you're using now? Some of us will be like, you know what? I want to keep some energy from here and there. But overall, yes, I would like to progress. I would like to grow in these ways. We have to grade ourselves, you know, and also grade each other. So um, that's not me telling you to go into people's DMs and be like, well, I'm going to give you a five out of 10 for the way you've been living. That's not what you were asked to do at all. So don't do that. That's mad. So, yeah, that's really the tarot and then from the say your mind affirmation card deck i've pulled i've got the uh, i've got the juice i've got the source it says here you have all the allure to command your world nobody has your particular brand of source or juice stunt on these hoes and i think that that's also important to remember as well nobody is you and that is your power that's somebody's poem but it's true like you are so unique we are also unique as we are and i think that the problem with social media and these platforms and things like that is because you try to be other people because you see what they're doing working for them and you're like oh well that's I guess what I need to do to be successful maybe I need to post these endless videos and perform happiness to get views and to get likes no no just be true to you you know and that's what I something I strongly stand by be true to you and when other people try to copy I mean I really if you know me I really fucking hate people um copying me but even when people try to copy they're only going to be doing their version of you 
There's nobody that can be you. So stand firm in who you are. And I think that when there is that security in who you are, you operate from a place of abundance rather than a place of scarcity that has its roots firmly in fear and shame. And that's not where any of us need to be. So that's really the word. That's really the word um, from today's tarot. And leading on from that, going into Share Your Magnificence, before I even get into Share Your Magnificence, let me just say big up ExpressVPN for sponsoring this episode. Yeah, I've completely forgot to say that at the very beginning. But yeah, big up ExpressVPN for sponsoring this episode. I'll talk about them a little bit later on. So anyway, on to Share Your Magnificence. My Share Your Magnificence basically goes out to all of you, man. All of you lot, man in this place is gender neutral. So all of you, man, like big up yourselves, two slaps on your chest, wherever the fuck you are right now. I don't give a shit if you're in the office or wherever you are on the train or wherever. Give yourself two slaps on the chest because you deserve it. You deserve it. Upon all of the things that are happening right now, you said, you know what? I'm going to go to my place, my happy place. I'm going to put the podcast on and I'm going to get my motherfucking life. And that's what I'm going to do. And regardless of the podcast, just in general, you've insisted on doing things and continuing and finding a place of stillness for yourself. And that can only be commended. So don't give in to the fear. Continue being magnificent. I know that for a lot of us, especially freelancers, so many things have been cancelled and you're worrying and you're thinking like, where, you know, where's the money going to come from to do this, to do that? Keep going, you know, like I'm not even saying the stupid keep calm and carry on. But in that some there's some truth in that as well. But I'm just saying, like, keep tapping into that place of love, keep tapping into that place of endless abundance and understand that you will make it through this, you know, you will make it through this, you'll be okay. So that's the share your magnificence um, in that sense. But I also need to big up the Ghana embassy. Yeah, I'm going to shout out the Ghanaian embassy because I was just like, yeah, you get your fucking life. So the Ghanaian embassy put out this uh, statement earlier it says here travel advisory all travel to ghana is strongly discouraged until further notice any traveler except for ghanaian citizens and persons with ghanaian residence permits who within the last 14 days has been to a country that has recorded at least 200 cases of covid19 will not be admitted into the ghanaian jurisdiction um airlines are instructed not to allow such persons to embark border posts uh Border posts are instructed not to allow such persons into the jurisdiction. There will be mandatory 14-day self-quarantine for persons who are otherwise allowed to enter the Ghanaian uh, jurisdiction. Guidelines for self-quarantine will be available at the various uh, Ghanaian ports of entry. Enforcement protocols are being deployed in collaboration with state security and health authorities. Persons determined to be unable to satisfactorily self-quarantine will be quarantined by the state. Any admissible traveller who exhibits symptoms of COVID-19 will be quarantined and tested upon reaching Ghana. And they basically said that all of this uh, is taking place with immediate effect. And what I appreciate about the Ghanaian uh, embassy and all of the, uh, well, the Ghanaian, you know, um, people generally, what I appreciate basically is that there are a few African countries who are just like, yeah, you know what? Europeans, you can stay the fuck away. Thank you so much. All of you can back the fuck up. You can't come over here right now. We don't know. We're not doing this with you. Because 
the cases that have been reported currently in these African countries have been brought over by who? Europeans. So you can go and sit the fuck down. You don't need to be finding your way over here. And I appreciate it because I think that generally, and I think I said this in last week's um, episode as well, there is this like fascination with, oh my God, why aren't the Africans getting like coronavirus? Like what's happening over there? Like, wow. They're so stunned that like it's not sweeping the con- uh, continent and we're not out here struggling. Like it's really, really bothering them. And then on top of that, Americans, Europeans, everyone seems to kind of think like, you know what? I think I'll just go over to Africa. I'll just go over to Africa while all of this is happening. It's like colonization all over again. Go away, go away, go away, go and go and stay where you were staying. Because before Africa was no, not going there. Fuck that shithole. Didn't President Trump, your president, that, that, that President Trump, didn't he call it a shithole country? You know, he called all, he said, oh, you know, this continent is basically a shithole country. All of that was said. Now, all of a sudden, all of you want to be running over and doing this and doing that. So I like that certain African countries are enforcing boundaries where they're just like, no, 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 no. Actually, we're so fine over here. So you lock and stay exactly where you are. But notice that they're also offering testing. You know, they're also offering testing, which is more than, than be, that can more than can be said for this country of Britain, where Boris is just like, well, you know, your family members are going to die. Lots of them are going to die. And it is what it is like. No, 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 no. We can't be tolerating that. That that is some fuck shit. That's we can't take that level of apathy where he's just like, well, me and mine are cool. So you lot, you sort yourselves out. But again, like I said, that's who you voted for. So big up the Ghanaian, um, you know, the Ghanaian, the Ghanaian country, the Ghanaian country, big up Ghana for just being like, no, you lot don't need to be coming over here. Thank you so much. Thanks. You know, bless up, bless up. And then man, you know, I'm very, very glad. And I, and I want other countries to follow suit. Everybody stay where you are. You don't need to be coming over here. And I like that it was quantifiable, although to me, 200 is a, is rather large but whatever. I know that things have been cancelled and everything else, but it really is what it is. You know, people can't just be rolling anywhere as they see fit. It's, it's not cool. Now moving on to, so you mad. Will. Okay. So this week on, so you mad, I saw a tweet. I'll start there. I'll start with the tweet that I saw before going into the other sections. And I just thought it was very, very infuriating I won't even say interesting because I love to say interesting when things annoy me but for this case I'll just say it was infuriating so this person I think her name is what Dr Anne Amuta or something she tweeted and she said men it's okay to love your wives unconditionally wow mind blown this wasn't actually where i had a problem with what the tweet said it said men it's okay to love your wives unconditionally be faithful to her oh wow again mind blown you're you're asking men to do the bare minimum okay hug her from behind kiss her with your eyes closed help with household chores this is where it started going fucking left because everything before that i could say that you're saying you know what don't ascribe to um 
you know, the the way that patriarchy would have you behave, like do the things that you're not really expected to do or you're not um, encouraged or celebrate, you know, you're not encouraged to do. I wouldn't even say celebrated for doing, but you're not encouraged to do. That was fine. But when we now got to household chores, again, I still see where you're going with this, but even the idea that you should help with household chores. What the fuck do you mean help with household chores when it is the two of us that are living in this place together? You can't be helping with chores when you also live in the place. It is also your fucking duty. And it just really aggravates me the way that we commend men, cishet men, for doing the bare fucking minimum. Like, oh my God, he cleans the house. Oh my God, you've got a good one. What? What? I mean, well... Sure. I mean, he should clean the house because he also lives in the house. Oh my, oh my God. He babysits the baby. Well, first of all, you can't babysit your own child. He's merely looking after his own child. Like, why are we commending a parent for looking after a child that they helped they were an integral part of creating, you know, again, allowing for the way that society rolls, um, the I mean like LLS the way that society rolls with this whole kind of like yeah well that's the mother's role she can do all of that she can do all of that and the dad will just be doing what exactly staring blankly into the you know into the abyss no you know but the tweet didn't end there obviously so after household chores she then says pamper and propel her encourage and build her up respect and honor her you're the leader and the head of your house make it a paradise now that is when I fucking lost my mind you're the leader and the head of your house you know I know that there are lots of like Nigerian people who listen to this podcast so I know that some of you are so happy with the way that things are for you and you've convinced yourself that this is your form of feminism doing certain things and I will not take that away from you like you do what you're doing but let me just tell you that the moment that you have um, this hierarchy in your home it also impacts negatively on your children because this hierarchy is simply a microcosm of the patriarchal society that you send your children into like basically a white supremacist patriarchal society that you send your children into so you're telling them that they're the bottom at home they go out in society society tells them that they're the bottom in society as well how exactly does one build a healthy self-esteem in all of this I feel, me personally, that you have to have an egalitarian household. That's not to say that your child can talk to you any which fucking way because you know me and I will not be playing that. But I definitely believe in a partnership and a partnership where, yeah, everyone has their strengths and we play to each other's strengths. I don't believe that there has to be a leader of a household. For what reason? Why does there have to be a leader? You're all a part of this household. You all have a say in how this household operates and how it flourishes. I don't, mm, yeah, it's just weird to me. It's like the whole like, oh, I can't wait to take my husband's name. (laughs) For what reason? Why are you so desperate to get rid of your name? Like what's so wrong with your name? I mean, we, I'll tell you something funny, actually. When we did the, when we got married and we did the whole uh, marriage certificate thing, all of that's done now. And we're like, oh, what happens with like changing names and stuff? 
And the lady was like, oh yeah, you know, you, you can just go right ahead and change your name. She was pointing to me. She was like, you can just go right ahead, right ahead and change your name. That's fine. You can just start going by that name officially. Now that you're married, you could just, you know, apply, change your driver's license, change your passport, all of them things there, your bank account, whatever, change all of those things. What I've got to overhaul my whole fucking life to change my surname. Fine. Cool, cool, cool. Because that's what we want. We want to do this whole double barrel thing. Yeah. This hyphenated thing. Cool, cool, cool. What I thought was interesting though was my partner doesn't do that automatically. He has to change his by deed poll, I've been told. So it's almost like what a man wants to change his name as well once he's married. Oh, what? Yeah, I feel why shouldn't he? Why, why should it just be me? That's ch- my name's changing. Did we not just enter into a union? So should our names not reflect that union? If we are going in, down that route, why should it be that everything of mine moves over to your name and in, and you do nothing? And again, this is part of why in um, heterosexual relationships where you've got this cishet man and you get married, a lot of people are going along with this and not much changes for the man. So you're surprised when a lot of husbands are like, oh, well, yeah, um, I'm married. Shit, I forgot. Sorry, I I guess I need to do this and do that. Like not much changes for cishet men in these arrangements. And I wasn't standing for that. Like it's not even a case of not standing. Like I was out here going, we're going to do things my way. I feel like I'm just blessed to have a partner who's literally a partner, who's literally um, my teammate. So we make these decisions and we're like, okay, this is the next thing that we're going to do. And this is the next thing that we're going to do. And I just, there was no back and forth about what would happen with the name. It was almost like, well, duh, of course, that's what we would do with our surnames. But I know that other people will say, oh yeah, you know, with my partner, we, I don't even know how I got onto this, this being a subject about surnames, but I feel like it's reflective of what I'm talking about. I know other people say that their partner was happy. Their cishet partner was um, very happy with them or their cishet male partner was very happy with them not changing their surname once they got married. But when, once they had children, they were like, well, no, the child definitely has to have my name. For what fucking reason, for what fucking reason does the child need to have your name? What, what, what did you do really in this situation, in this creation because really, I know that in other cultures, and this is the case, the child should have the mother's name because, I mean, the mother is the one who tore her fucking vagina to bring this baby out and carry this baby for nine months or more. If anybody is having anybody's name, that child is having the mother's name. Let's just be clear. But since we're not doing who's, who did what and who said what and who fucked what, and we're just mainly focusing on the fact that you're in this union, then definitely everybody should have the same surname and that surname should be decided upon in a way that reflects the partnership as equal. That's all I see. But obviously you lot are very free to do what the fuck you want to do. I know some people even create brand new surnames. So the whole family just go with that surname now and that's their new journey together. And I rate it. I rate it. I mean, I don't feel like I've got the creativity to come up with a brand new surname. I probably just want to call us Supermalt and that probably wouldn't work. So yeah, totally feel like everybody should do what they're doing. But this whole leader of the household thing is symptomatic of other ills that I don't think we address enough. And it's the way like men are infantilized, like, oh, he doesn't need to be able to cook from the moment that you're, you know, growing up as a little girl, 
you need to learn how to cook because you'll be somebody's wife one day. Who said to you, I want to be anybody's fucking wife in the first place? You know, it's these things that you start kind of imprinting onto young girls from a young age. Like, oh, yeah, you're going to be someone's wife one day. So you need to learn how to cook. You need to learn how to clean. But the average boy isn't being told the same thing. It's like, oh, go and play, go and play. Oh, so he should go and play. But me, I should come and sit here with you in the kitchen while pepper is entering my eye and onion is entering my nose. I should stay here. So I I should mad, mad and that is the problem. So they're infantilized all of their life and then they enter into a partnership and then you're saying to them, boom, now you're the leader of the household. What leader? What leader? Your leader has no skills. But again, this is reflective of the white supremacist patriarchal society that we live in because we're governed by people that don't have any fucking skills. Donald Trump and Boris Johnson, none of them, none of these men have any skills at all at all they're actually useless they're bumbling idiots yet they've been put in like the most esteemed positions within our countries our respective countries and these are the people that that are going to be leading us where exactly you ain't leading me to any motherfucking place where you go I will not follow I'm telling you that from now so that's why I just felt like you know what I'm going to mention that because we have to consider what we mean by leadership and who exactly is doing that leading yes sometimes you find that people have natural leadership abilities um but I don't think that that's gender specific you know so if I find that I'm stronger in a particular area and therefore I'm going to take the um, leadership role within this specific area of our household then that's fine then I do that because I'm sure my partner will take leadership in another aspect of the household but for the fact that you will just be arbitrary and you'll just be like oh he's just the leader of all that he sees no somebody's going to get kicked in their balls I promise you that so anyway moving on from that but not really moving on from that I wanted to talk about Jeremy Corbyn. So Jeremy Corbyn recently put out a tweet uh, where he's addressing the pussy clerk that is uh, Boris Johnson. And he's just saying to him like, well, you know, Wagwan, really. He says, I've written to Boris Johnson calling for emergency support for people affected by the coronavirus epidemic, including rent deferrals, mortgage holidays, higher statutory sick pay from day one, and income protection for insecure, low-paid and self-employed workers. Right. However you may feel about Jeremy Corbyn, let me just let you know what's just happened in this tweet. This is the leadership. If we're talking about, oh, the man leading the household, the man is leading in the household this is a this is a man who's trying to lead you know this is a man who is leading because when all of this stuff was happening and boris johnson was just like drop me the fuck out i thought "Mm, what's jeremy corbyn doing right now you know what jeremy corbyn is doing he's considering the citizens of this country who chose not to vote for him because they wanted to vote from a place of hatred and fear and they wanted to vote from a place of ignorance and they voted for boris johnson Instead, it's now the person you didn't vote for who has more sense that's got to come out and be like, oh, hey, let's consider what these citizens need. You know, he's now the one that's having to do that for you all. Can you not see your lives? Can you not see your gnash in the street? Can you see your furor? Your furor is out in your street. Can you see your bum bum is out in the street right now? You're disgracing yourself because you wanted to vote from a place of madness. It's now the person that you voted against that's coming to come and think about the things that benefit you. Look at your life. Look at your life. And I want, the, I want you 
to play this for any racist family member that you have tell them definitely not to message me because i'll cuss them the fuck out but i definitely want you to play this for your racist family members your colleagues your acquaintances who would try to justify why they voted for boris johnson but now they want to cry you know they want to cry about the fact that oh they're going to be losing money or, oh my God, all of these things are shutting down, but they still have to pay their mortgage. They still have to pay their rent. Can you not now see who's coming to your aid? Can you not now see who's coming to fight your battles? Can you now not look at your life? Can you not see that today is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord is asking you to desist from waywardness, to desist from fuckery and to stop being such a fucking dickhead? Can you not see? Look at your life. Look. Look at, look, no, bring your, bring your wogga wogga eyes and look at your life. Can you not see? Can you smell your yash in the street? Yes. Now you can smell your bum in the street because this is how mad you decided to move. The basic things that I would think the leader of a country should consider, if everything's getting luck off, everything's getting shut down, how do you still expect me to make all of these payments that I need to make? Meanwhile, meanwhile, pussy class like Richard Branson are reaching out to you talking about, oh, they need 7.5 billion to keep the, he wants to keep Virgin Airlines going or the airline industry going. No, you're a billionaire. You confront that yourself. Call your other billionaire brethren. All of you front that yourself. It's not the government that should be coming and giving you lot money. Every time come and bail us out, bail us out. You know who the fuck you need to bail out? Your actual Ross Clark citizens. It's us that need to be bailed out. It's us that need the financial support during these uncertain times. Not the fucking idiots that are still going to be going to their private island and walking out supermodels and living their best life. They're not the ones that you need to be considering right now. It is us, the citizens that you need to be considering right now. And who's considering? us jeremy fucking corbyn not this prick boris johnson and that just says everything that you need to know so in the letter jeremy corbyn said dear prime minister you know what jeremy corbyn is a better person than me because i would have started that with dear pussy clark anyway Dear Prime Pussy Clark, thank you for the coronavirus briefings on Privy Council terms that myself and Shadow Cabinet colleagues have had from officials and experts and for the meeting that Jonathan Ashworth and Shami Chakrabarti um, had with Matt Hancock and Michael Ellis to discuss emergency legislation. I am now writing to request a meeting with you to discuss the crisis and for urgent sight of the draft legislation so that the opposition in public interest can feed in proposals or amendments in advance of the parliamentary process which we understand needs to be truncated owing to urgency. In recent weeks we have sought to avoid fueling public panic and to support the vital work of officials and health and scientific advisors we are committed to ensuring we fully contribute to the collective effort to protect public health. However, the crisis demands political as well as scientific judgments and clearer public communication based on greater transparency of scientific and behavioural evidence and modelling than has been provided to date. The public are rightly seeking a much higher level of explanation and transparency as to the course of action being taken, including whether more far-reaching measures as uh, taken are taken in other comparable as taken in other comparable states could be necessary. While Department of Health officials were not able to share draft legislation last Thursday, we understand that Matt Hancock and Michael Ellis were able to give the following assurances as to constitutional safeguards that will be provided. 
And then it says something about where the bill will come under. Um, the legislation will continue, um, contain provision for specific powers to be turned on and off, subject to the necessity and proportionality as the situation develops. It will have um, to be renewed in Parliament after one year and contain an absolute sunset of two years. It will avoid broad um, Henry VIII-type powers to amend primary re- uh, legislation, such as in the Civil Contingency Act, instead adopting a purpose-specific approach relating to each anticipated need and um, he goes on to say of course the most vulnerable in our society are at most risk any legislation introduced should be rigorously tested by an equality impact assessment and include a financial care package for those groups who are forced into self-isolation and during a period of illness and self-isolation Our view is that in the light of the scale of the crisis, the government should bring forward a package of emergency financial security measures to give people the security and confidence they need to follow public health advice as part of our collective national endeavour, including there must be full sick Uh, sick pay and lost earnings protection from day one for all workers, including insecure workers and low paid workers and the self-employed. Uh, during self-isolation and illness, with consideration given to government funding of sick pay compensation in order to share the burdens with business and not just in relation to SMEs and for a temporary 14-day period, which the current government, which is the current government position, which I also think is important. I'll just break that down because I've just been reading um, my higgy hagger way of reading fast. I'm glad that they specified that. First of all, we don't want you to use this um, this time as a way to put in legislation that's actually fucked. But because everyone's in a panic and there's lots of chaos and there's lots of fear going around, you'll slide in something and try to leave it there indefinitely. I like that. It's like, no, no, no. We've got this for one year and definitely, definitely it's done after two years. You're not just going to put it in and it's just going to ride indefinitely. That's great. But I also like that Jeremy Corbyn is stating here, you can't just say that you're going to support people for the 14 day period where they might be in self-isolation because actually that just makes no fucking sense um, because the effects of all of this is far reaching. It's not just the 14 day period that somebody might be in self-isolation that you should be considering. But the fact that Jeremy Corbyn has to spell this out to Boris Johnson tells you everything that you need to know. He goes on to say that rent and mortgage payment deferment options should be made available so that landlords cannot evict tenants and mortgage companies cannot take action against mortgages in these circumstances. The government should work with banks and other mortgage lenders to offer mortgage payment holidays. The government should remove the requirement to present for universal Uh, universal credit interviews in all cases, immediately suspend sanctions in the claimant agreement and immediately and sharply reduce the wait time of five weeks for the first payment. Support must be given for local authorities working with food banks in the purchase and and distribution of food stocks. There are, of course, a number of other important issues facing the country as a result of the spread of the coronavirus, including the impact on our public services that I look forward to discussing further with you. I look forward to your early response. You're sincerely a baby boy, Jeremy Corbyn. Obviously, he didn't add the baby boy part, but I've added it for him because that should have been there along um, along with uh, dear prime pussy clerk. All of the things like that are common sense things that should be asked of that's Lev basically complaining as well because he can't stand um, Boris Johnson. So all of the things that, you know, someone should be considering when they're leading a country, Boris Johnson is not considering because he's out here just walking a bare gal. But Jeremy Corbyn is 
considering it. And I think it's only fair, like everything is being cancelled. People are just being grounded. People aren't going anywhere, aren't able to do anything. They're not able to earn the way that they would usually earn. But one motherfucking landlord is now going to come come and show up about, oh, you owe me money. Bitch, I'm owed money too. We're all, we're all owed money, but I'm not moving out. Like I'm staying where I am. I'm not going. You're the best flat that I have ever known. Sorry, I just felt like I um, that was a sound song break. So, was, um, anyway, like I was saying, I just feel like Jeremy Corbyn is out here doing all of the things, and a lot of motherfuckers don't deserve. They do not deserve at all. Um, because you voted in who you voted in and you should really suffer the consequences. But the thing is, we're all going to suffer with you. So I like the fact that he's speaking up and he's like, no, this can't run. And these are the practical things that need to be in place in order for our citizens to not struggle and to suffer. Um, And so they don't suffer. And I just think it's very, very important. And I'm glad that he's doing that. But at the same time, I want to say, fuck all of you lot who voted for Boris Johnson. Like, really fuck you. Like, fuck you very much. So... That's that for Sir You're Mad. Before I move on to uh, Suck Your Mum, aka Straw of the Week, I've obviously got to big up the um, people them who are sponsoring this episode. And like I said, it's been sponsored by ExpressVPN. So if you don't know, basically VPN protects your privacy and security online. Uh, But I didn't know until recently that it could just take my TV watching game up another level. Like people have mentioned it to me in the past and I just haven't bothered. But then I found out about ExpressVPN and I'm really just living my best life. So you can use a VPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. So over the weekend, I used ExpressVPN to uh, look at, you know, um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Netflix, Canada. The episodes get dropped like every week. Like you can watch it like properly in real time so I just thought that that was brilliant and it's really just simple really really simple um I put it on I got the Express VPN app and changed my location uh to Canada and yeah I've just been living my best life you just refresh Netflix and then you can just watch what you need to watch so see basically Express VPN hides your IP address and lets you control where you want um uh you know, control where you want sites to think you're located. So you can use from almost a hundred different countries. Um, well, you can choose from a hundred different countries and, um, yeah, you've got different Netflix libraries all over the world that you can get access uh, to. And I know that some of you love anime and because you love anime, you can use ExpressVPN to watch, um, Japanese Netflix and you can watch Spirited Away. You could just do whatever you want. Um, it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with many streaming services, Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. It's so all of you people in Nigeria, you know what you need to do that you keep complaining that you can't watch, um, you know, all of the things on BBC iPlayer. Well, now you can, ho. <laughs> um, yeah, there are basically hundreds of VPNs out there. But the reason that I'm using ExpressVPN is to watch shows as it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or any stupid lag and you can stream in HD with no problem whatsoever. So ExpressVPN is also compatible with all of your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs and more. So you can watch what you want on the go or on the big screen, wherever you are. If you visit 
ExpressVPN, go through my link, which is expressvpn.com slash straws. That's right. Expressvpn.com slash straws. And you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash straws. Yeah, I'll say that for you again. That's expressvpn.com slash straws, as in suck your mother. Right. So let's get on to straw of the week, aka suck your mum. I feel like, I don't even know where to start because basically it's just the people that need to suck their mums are organizations and governments, right? I just want to start with my one very, very quickly. And a person, and person, the people who I want to suck their mums are organizations that have been invoiced They've been invoiced for a minute. Like some of these um, organizations, fam, I've invoiced them from January. These motherfuckers owe me money. Yeah, it's a 30 day payment period, although I usually like to set 14 days. But it's a 30 day payment period. I don't slack when it comes to paying my teachers or the staff that I have at the studio. Them, They know me Like the moment their invoice comes in, literally the next minute I'm like, oh, OK, I've just paid you. I don't play with paying people what they're owed. I don't know why, for some reason, organisations want to play with me about the things that I'm owed. And they'll be telling you about, oh, we just need you to fill this form. We just need you to fill this form. After all of the forms are filled, I'm now messaging you almost two months later. Hey, girl, where's my money? Oh, um, oh, funny story about that. Could you fill this form out as well? Okay, so if I hadn't messaged you, you wouldn't have told me that there's another form that you want me to fill out. You send me the other form, I fill it out. I'm still waiting for my money. And now you're now doing automatic reply. I'm out of the office. I'm out of the office. You know who will be out of the office when you say your prayers? God. The most high will be out of the office when you say your prayers and your your prayer won't be answered if you keep fucking around with my money. Coronavirus will be the least of your worries if you motherfuckers refuse to pay people the money that they're owed. You have it. Your massive organizations, I'm not even talking about small, small businesses that might be saying that they're having a hard time and they're struggling. We're talking about big, big organizations that owe people money and they're out here moving mad, not paying it. You, the self-isolation that you will do, unless you go and self-isolate to fucking Mars, I'll find you to get my money. Don't fucking play. Pay freelancers their fucking money and stop. Stop doing all of this fuckery. Run us our checks because it's actually really not funny. It's out of principle. I just like to know that I've, when you need the work done, I do the work. I do the work earlier sometimes than the deadline that you lot have set me. So why is it that when it's now time to pay me, suddenly the world is moving mad? Suddenly you don't know you're up from down. You don't know you're left from right. You know when you also not know you're left from right, when it's time to find your way to heaven or to hell, if you don't pay me my money. Keep playing with me, hoes. Keep playing with me. And I'm not the only one who's fucking fed up about all of this bullshit. I saw something about um, the organisation, the company ISS. They are like an agency, I think, that um, that they usually source out, outsource like, um, they're the ones that provide like cleaners and porters and things to hospitals and, and things like that. Basically, they haven't been paying their staff. And who would ideally be most of their staff? Black and brown people, black and brown working class people who aren't being paid. And so the staff at Lewisham Hospital, work, um, they've walked out recently because they demand to be paid and protected. It says here... 
The coronavirus crisis exposes the rot at the heart of Tory policy on the NHS as workers on the front line of combating the pandemic um, and they're the worst treated. Uh, I'm reading here that cleaning and portering and catering staff where coronavirus cases have now been confirmed have walked out of Lewisham Hospital after private contractor ISS failed to pay their wages or provide protective clothing. I just want you to deep that. You're not paying me my wages, yet me... I'm still going in to do the work and you're not even providing me with protective clothing to even do the work that you're not paying me for. Can you not see how all of this is fucked? And then goes on to say, workers at the hospital who are subcontracted by corporate company ISS said um, some of them couldn't afford food, their rent or even bus fares as ISS had, had delayed recent wage payments, underpaid or in some cases workers uh, had not been paid at all. Um... It's mad. It's mad because it says here that they, they've, the people who are affected most by this when they did the walkout, they said that they, they were talking about the risks that they're taking by even doing their jobs in the first place, not being given protective clothing and then, having, and then not even being paid for it. And they've demanded to have their court contracts brought in-house because private companies are consistently failing them. They criticise the government for not doing anything to support workers on the front line of dealing with the coronavirus like themselves. And they said that the only support they've received is from their union. And this is why companies don't want you to unionise so they can take the piss out of you and nobody can call them, uh, you know, can, can call them out for it. But this is also why some of you lot should join a union. In fact, everyone go and join a union. But I'm saying join a union. Let me just come off course very, very quickly and say how disappointed I am with Equity, who is my union as an actor and director and all of them things there. I'm disappointed in equity for the fact that they issued an apology to that Lawrence dickhead, the one that was saying that he feels that if he's called white or if he's called privileged, that it's racist against white people, whatever the fuck he was saying, Lawrence Fox or whatever. However, he was moving mad on TV and all of these people were entertaining him and even black women were going for coffee with him saying, oh, you know, there are good people on both sides and all of that fucking shit. It really aggravates me that equity even apologised to him. He's not even a part of equity. So why? 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 Why are we taking these feelings into consideration? But again, white supremacist patriarchy. He throws his toys out of the pram and says, oh, I don't like the fact that I'm being called racist. No, your members, equity, your members were letting you know that this man is moving dangerous. He's moving wild with the statements that he's making. And yet you buckled under the pressure and you're issuing an apology to him for what reason? So unions, you really need to stand strong. If you're taking my money every month and you're meant to be my advocate, I need you to fucking advocate for me and not be apologizing to people who basically mean me harm. Duh. Anyway, back to this. It says here, as corona um, cases have now been confirmed at the hospital, um, that these essential and most at-risk workers have been um, treated so appallingly, um, it's a damning indictment on the disregard not only to outsourced workers, but also the NHS as a whole, and further proof that the creeping privatisation of the NHS is having an adverse effect on the pay and conditions of its essential staff. There's a lot that you know, that's going on here that I just think is fucked. As well as the fact that it's happening in hospitals, I recently considered what it means for people in prisons because I've, you know, got relatives and friends who are currently in prison and I'm hearing about the measures or lack thereof that are being taken and it doesn't seem to consider their safety. So I recently wrote to the chief inspector of prisons, I think his name is Peter Clark. 
I sent him an email basically saying like, what's happening? When are you going to be inspecting these prisons to actually make sure that the, that the people who are in prisons are being treated with the humanity that they deserve? Like whether you have, whatever they've done, whatever, you're the ones that have now contained them. So you are, you have a duty of care to make sure that they're looked after, their mental health is looked after and their physical health is looked after what are you doing? Because it, for instance, if you're canceling visitations, right? Cool. I understand why you're trying to cancel the visitations, but why can't they do a young FaceTime? Why can't they do a young Skype? Like, why hasn't this been set up even in these complexes? Why hasn't it been set up? So at least that way they can have the contact that you're denying them because you're saying, oh, we have to do this for health and safety and whatever else. And also the staff members are going in, out, in, out. What, what, what's been done for them? You know, there's so much to consider. And also the people who are in mental health institutions anyway, again, what's been provided for them. There are so many vulnerable people that are kind of flying under the radar because people like Boris Johnson don't even give a shit about the, you know, the average person that's out on road. They don't give a shit about them. So how are they going to care about the even more vulnerable? What's going to happen in them cases? So it's easy to go, oh, well, you know, it's just affecting old people. No, it's not. No, it's not. So I just feel like Boris Johnson, the government, the unions that aren't doing the jobs that they need to be doing to advocate for the um, their members, um, these private corporations, these private companies who are the ones who are um, subcontracted to provide staff to these hospitals where coronavirus has been confirmed and they're doing fuck all to protect their staff, Everybody, absolutely everybody in this case that are, that's not doing what they need to do to protect those who are vulnerable can go suck their mothers. Like everybody can literally take a straw, as many straws as they want, straws for everybody, go and suck your mothers, you dickheads. Absolute dickheads. It's so unfair. Absolutely. And I wanted to record this episode and not make it doom and gloom because there's so much of that out at the moment. But at the same time, I needed to address the fuckery because the fuckery can't run. Not on my watch. I won't be having it. So that's it for this week's episode of um, SYM. I just wanted to get all of those things out there. I'm sure there's probably more that I needed to cover, but uh, tired you know, but like I said, you can go check out the Noughts and Crosses pod, uh, podcast. It's obsessed with Noughts and Crosses. You'll find it on all of the places that you like to stream, like your stream, your things. Um, remember what the tarot said. This is a time for us as a global community to reflect on how we are behaving and how we want to continue from this point onwards. It's also a call to action for us to really consider moving certain people that we've let um, govern us, taking them out and taking that power away from them because they're not doing what they need to be doing and we need to call it out. And looking at ourselves and thinking about as individuals where we want to be going with our lives and what we want to be doing next and what, because there's hope. There is always hope. Even when Pandora went and opened that box, there was still hope at the end of all of it. So obviously this uh, podcast episode has been um, hosted by me, Kelechi Okafor. And I've had a great time being here. It's also been hosted by Lev, as you can hear. But it's the reality of all of this stuff, you know. He's got to say his bits too. And it's been sponsored by ExpressVPN. And like I said, you can check them out to get three months free. It's ExpressVPN dot... Sorry, ExpressVPN for November. ExpressVPN. Why can't I talk? ExpressVPN.com forward slash straws to get... um, 
the access to go and watch all of your things so yeah that's pretty much it i'll provide a no i won't provide a link for the noughts and crosses because you can find it yourself uh that's pretty much it look after yourselves wash your hands and i'll catch you on the flip side peace it's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this so Sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We are gonna sip it, yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind